Dear Shooter, How to Put Gun Laws into a Pickle Number one, be the president's son. Number two, be a crackhead. Number three, rely on the Second Amendment to save your sorry ass. The same amendment that daddy doesn't even believe in. How rich is that? Just checking because I'm like getting the stink eye here. Go do your thing, but get good at your craft first and put your budget to things that really matter to you today. You want to get good at it and make no mistake about it. That's training. Let's face it. If you have a size 62 waist, you are not as tactical as 5'11 might think you are. And we've all seen it. <laughs> Welcome to the Deer Shooter Podcast. I am your host, Jason Crotto. Deer Shooter is brought to you by WyoTac, Empowerment Through Self-Reliance, and Lucid Optics, on target, under budget. Well, happy Thursday, and good Lord, you dropped a bomb on me. Betty showed me this article from AP, which we all know is not exactly the beacon of conservatism, uh, about Hunter Biden pleading not guilty to these federal gun charges. And it's a doozy. Uh, He's trying to use the Second Amendment as a defense, basically saying that Bruin uh, makes all of this illegitimate. This is a clear case of there's laws for you and then there's laws for us. Mm. There is no doubt in his own admission in court openly saying, I have struggled with drug addiction. And as he's being faced with three felony firearms charges as a result, direct result of filling out a 4473 to acquire firearms, now he finds some of the questions on that said form unconstitutional. Yeah, funny how that works. It flat out says on the form, it asks you yes or no, do you have a drug addiction? Do you take drugs? However it's worded. If you answer yes to that, you are denied. The FFL would be remiss to even try and transfer a firearm to you. We're combating things like drug addiction um, for unstable behavior. We're uh, trying to battle mental illness obviously, for unstable behavior. We're trying to battle if you have a prior felony and are prone to violence as unstable behavior on the form. Lying on a form is a felony. Oh, oh, this is going to be great because Daddy is going to all of a sudden support the Second Amendment because it's got to get his baby boy off. The problem with that is is the fact that the 4473 and the questions that are on it have been in place for decades now. Um, and, and a lot of these things were, were put into place while Daddy was a senator. It's an affidavit. It's a legal document stating your ability to be a stable individual. Well, uh, Do you uh, think Hunter Biden is stable? Not on his best day. So, why did he fill out the form? Because he wanted a gun. Yeah, and he went to a gun show to do it. Yeah. Found out you don't have a loophole there either. No, well, you don't what, have a loophole. What I found out reading that article 
is he filled out the 4473, lied about the drug addiction, got the gun, and only kept the gun for 10 days. Where well, because, because his girlfriend grabbed a hold of it and threw it in a dumpster. Are you sure about that? Yes. Good Lord. This, this came out in open court. Why didn't she throw the cocaine they found in the White House in the dumpster? Well, there's that, too. Yeah. She doesn't have access to everything. Uh, Just his could pants. Be the, well, and I, it, is and that. isn't that, that's not the girlfriend that was his brother's wife that he had the kid with, or was this the hooker that he had the kid? I get so confused with, with like, the hookers and the ex-wives. and I mean, this guy is a slow-motion dumpster fire. And that kind of relates to the domestic violence portion of the 4473 because his wife should beat his ass. Right? Right? But I, I, I don't think a, a victim of an ass beating qualifies as domestic violence. Depends I mean. on who gets arrested. <laughs> <laughs> There's that. But in, in reading this article, and, we're, and I'll link to it. Um, so those of you who, who want it, the, the link will be uh, under the podcast. But um, it, it says that cases like this against drug users accused of having guns are rare, and an appeals court has found that the underlying statute violates the Second Amendment under the new Supreme Court standards. I, I can only assume they're talking about Bruin here. But doesn't this invalidate their federally universal background check? It does, but... Because you know, I'm all for this. They, they don't understand what hypocrisy is. I don't know that they can spell it. They can't, but they every one of them well, is. No, you can't. I know I can't. I mean, it's a tough word. <laughs> There's like Y's and C's and it's it's multiple words. syllables. Right. Come on, man. <laughs> no, but I'm all for this. Let him go ahead and get off. He's going to get off anyway. The daddy's the president. He's the most manipulative man out there anyway. Right. But it's going to set a precedent to get rid of all the gun control measures they put in place for the past 50 years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I want to see it. Uh, challenge this on the basis of the Second Amendment. And if it's illegal to ask the question if you have a drug addiction problem on a federal background check. It's illegal to ask if you're adjudicated mentally defective. Right. Yeah, well, most of those questions are, aren't they kind of go against the Fourth Amendment? They kind of do. It's an invasion of privacy, but you, it's a willing affidavit. Okay, willing or not, there's a lot of affidavits that I've seen that you still can't violate HIPAA laws, for example. Hmm. Now, mental adjudication, doesn't that fall under HIPAA? I would say that it does. I, I mean, I'm not a legal scholar by any stretch, but I would say that it does. Yeah, I, What, that he has to be diagnosed with a drug problem, it has to be medically diagnosed well, I, for HIPAA? Well, I'm talking about you know the the question on there is, you know, are you know the the have you been medically adjudicated um, or mentally adjudicated, right? That would be convicted and found not stable, right? So I guess I guess that would fall under because that would be public. Well, that's pretty close. Antidepressants, any kind of institutional, right? Stay that kind of thing. I suppose if it was forced by the court, that would be public record. So Very it, public, yes. So it wouldn't violate HIPAA, but I, I, there, there's, just, there's a lot of things on there that are kind of, I, I think, would fall under Fourth Amendment issues. Well, and it, again, it's a, it's a willing affidavit, so you can have a firearm transferred to you legally. Right. Now, that legally piece, 
it's all an infringement on the Second Amendment as written. Right. So I'm all for this. Mm-hmm. Let's go ahead and pick back a little bit on all the gun control because that's what this is going to do. Absolutely. Now it says, um, going back to the article. Well, this is a different article. Oh, I pulled up something else. Oh, this is a different article. Yeah, I've been kind of checking things out. Okay. So uh, in this article, and this one comes from CNN. Uh, again, not not the bastion of uh, conservative thought. Uh, but it says these charges are the result of political pressure from President Trump and his MAGA allies to force the Justice Department to ignore the law and deviate from its policies in cases like this one. Deviate. That's a total reversal of their policies. Yeah. Um, and... Now, and that's the second that's the second time that I've seen where they uh, you know they they talk about this case being brought for through political pressure. And well, all right, so but yes. but it, it is it, it, and I can see it to a certain extent, but look at look at what they're doing to Trump right now and tell me that that is not politically motivated. It's absolutely politically motivated. He is the mumbler in chief's son. And he's in a train wreck. Oh, God. Um, with all the drug charges, with all the prostitution charges, with the inappropriate business charges, mm-hmm. all of being smokescreened and dismissed by daddy. And he continues to be a train wreck. Now he's on federal firearms charges. And he's going to claim that the unconstitutionality of the said federal form that has got him hooked. What are the odds that... Daddy lets him hang on this one. And and the reason I say that is because it puts him away where they stop talking about his business deals where the big guy's getting the 10% kickback. I'm You're, sorry. Does Daddy even really know he's in trouble? You're talking about 25 years, dude. Yeah. Well, you have a better chance of seeing his laptop. Uh, okay, fine. But, it, it, okay, let's, let's, let's play this out strategically in political terms. Daddy, somehow, Biden gets the second term at president. I don't see it happening, but let's say it happens. On his way out the door, he, he pardons him. Pardon him. Can he? He is not mentally there, y'all. No, I don't know how he's going to run. The presidential powers are there. He has the ability to pardon anybody. So mommy's going to make sure he pardons? Oh, I guarantee yeah. it's written on the refrigerator in magnets. <laughs> No crayons. They're they're safe now. They're non toxic. No, I'm pretty sure hundred eat those. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. I apologize for all my marine friends. That was bad. Yeah, the, I don't think they've come out with crack flavored. Ah, I, this guy spends his entire time in the news for scandals, mm-hmm. and all he had to do was be quiet for a little while. Right. Can't do it. No. But, yeah, you're right. It's politically motivated. And it's brought to the forefront, and it's being made attention. And I think Brandy has a really good point in asking the question. All of this is going on, and we're laser beam focused on it. What are they doing right now that we're laser beam focused on this? Right. Which is always the valid question. Where's, you know. Well, you remember when Obama was president and we had the Ebola virus resurface here in the States. Oh, yeah. Right? And then mysteriously, the folks that had it supposedly didn't die and they kind of just faded out of the news. They mm-hmm. cured a dog <laughs> of Ebola. Right. So <laughs> in that time frame, we had a budget session in Congress mm-hmm. and everybody got a raise. So 
What are they doing right now that we're distracted from? Well, I'll tell you what they did. They just signed a continuing resolution that allows them to spend another $2 trillion. On what? Whatever the hell they want. With a T? Yes. So, I understand a billion. That's a big number. Yep. I could wrap my head around a billion. But the T? Yeah, no, can't. And... Aren't we broke? Are we, we are, in debt to our we are, eyeballs? Oh, yeah, we, we're we're beyond our eyeballs. We can't even see the top of the hole at this point. So, are we just printing worthless money, or are we borrowing from somebody that we're going to have to pay back? Uh, well, it's so it, that's a whole interesting thing, and, and we could do an entire podcast on how all that works. Um, the way they buy securities, and then foreign countries buy those securities. And it, it, it's all, yeah, it's crazy the way it all works. But I'll guarantee you that's what all this is because they don't want to talk about the fact that Congress, instead of actually doing a budget and forcing government to take some accountability on the spending, uh, they just up and, well, we're just going to do a continuing resolution for the next 45 days at current spending levels. Which comes out to be somewhere in the neighborhood of one point two, one point five trillion, um, for the next fiscal year. Twelve months. Yeah, but that's that's uh, that's on top of what we're already spending. Okay, so it, we're going to go another two trillion dollars in debt. That puts us what thirty five trillion in the hole. Um, they don't want to talk about this, so I I say that's what they're hiding. All right, so well, let's let them hide it for a second. The constitutionality of firearms ownership is being switched back the other way by a Biden, right? Who has pushed for gun control for the last thirty years? Fifty. Okay, so fair enough. Fifty years. I I I, I love the irony of it. Um, they gotta have something pretty diabolical to cover up if they're gonna let that cat out of the bag. I, I think a lot of what they're trying to cover up is what actually happened with a lot of these business dealings because it does reach the level of treason. Um, it it reaches the level of not only would he, would Biden be impeached and convicted, um, but this rises to the level that, you know, back in the day they would have hung him for what he has done to enrich himself at the cost of our country. Agreed. And on your spending thing, just a random factoid for the listeners, you're talking about a trillion dollars, mm-hmm. right? Even if it's just a single trillion, let's go ahead and dumb it down, right? right. You could win the Powerball a thousand times in a row, and you could barely cover that bill. Mm-hmm. That's some money, y'all. Yeah. I mean, it, 999 billion? Right. There's not enough taxpayers in this country to cover that bill. No. No, and 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 I've said this before that modern American, we are nothing more than a tax slave. And the debt that we incur as a country, guess who the guess what the collateral is for that? It's us and it's future generations. That's a scary thought. I'm just going to live in the hills and be a pecker with it has too many guns. Holy shit, this is getting bad. It is. It's 1984. 
Boy, I got that right. Uh, you know, it, and 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 I'd be taking it a step further. I mean, it's about to be 1984 meets the Hunger Games. Because we do have, you know, it. we talk about, and in, in historically, and I think all of us were brought up, you know, America's the melting pot, and everybody comes here to be an American. But we don't have Americans anymore. Everyone has hyphenized their whatever they identify as. We have an elite in this in this country um i'm reading a book right now by james tar and one of the things that he talks about in this is uh he talks about covering a presidential campaign and following around the press corps that are all from new york and la and and they do refer to us as flyover country and when they visit places like ohio and missouri and nebraska when they're doing these caucuses and things like that and they're covering it they treat it like they're in a foreign country. Uh, they they have no concept of how we live, and they they think that we're quaint and backwards, and we just don't know anything. That's how they that's how they think of us. And he's not wrong. And he's not. But at my meager living, I, I can balance my checkbook. They don't teach people to do that anymore. Uh, no, I'm I'm not disagreeing with you in any way, shape, or form. It just I scratch out a living, and I pay my taxes. A lot of you out there, you're very welcome. But in the contrast to how the rest of them live, I wouldn't be able to come close. No. Absolutely not. And and if you look at a lot of the things that they're doing in this country, uh, it read the book Rules for Radicals. And it is a step by step guide of what they are doing to this country. Uh, you know, look at the look at the illegal alien crisis that we have. Look at the budget crises that we have, look at the welfare state that we have at this point, it all boils down to crashing the system. And if you read Rules for Radicals, okay, it is a guidebook of exactly what they're doing. So the Hunter Biden thing is just one little piece of a smokescreen of a meaningless agenda of distractions. Right. Interesting. Easily, because it's easy to catch him in a lie on that form. Those well, forms are required. If, if they catch him in a lie. They don't even care if he lies. I mean, a, a federal firearms charge, and what we're talking about here, is is inconsequential. Yeah, it's it's nothing in the grand scheme of things for what they, what they want. Uh, and we saw that a little bit with the New Mexico, with the... Uh, the Governor of New Mexico, oh, she flat out the cat, yeah, let the cat out of the bag, and that's what they were mad about. Well, I honestly, I'm in the camp with Michael Bain on this. It was nothing more than a float to see if she could get away with it. Mm-hmm. They knew it was unconstitutional. They knew it was going to be a train wreck when they let her say what she said on camera in front of a mic, whatever she did. It was a float, and it didn't work because. The public outcried and said, no, you can't do that. Right. Um, I, that gives me a little bit of a hope that this country is still kind of paying attention. Hey, you got about half of it. But you're going to have to draw a line somewhere and say enough's enough, and you're going to have to enforce that it's enough. Right. How are you going to do that? You can't. And and that was a, that was a discussion that, that Brandy and I were having. We were driving through the middle of nowhere, Montana, um, driving through to we were going to make a stop off in Yellowstone, drive through the park, and just looking at the country, looking at the wide open spaces, looking at the mountains. And I, and I, looked, I remember looking at her and going, yeah, 
There isn't a military on the planet that can own this space. The only way you could even control it would be with air. And that's a lot of air. That's a, that's a lot. I mean, it, we, we drove for 12 hours. We were still in Montana. I mean, God. Well, it, and Montana's the size of Afghanistan. It is. It's huge. It, that's our state. It, third largest state in the nation. Right. And it's not the most desolate. No. No. I, I, a I, little bit. No. Montana's got, what, 3 million people? Yeah. I mean, compared to our 500,000, if we're lucky? Yeah. During, during Cats and dogs during the census? Well, I was thinking during tourist season. <laughs> well, they came to my door like five times, so I was counted like five times. Of course you were. Oh, God. Well, maybe four, because you did run them off pretty angrily once. <laughs> you know, private property. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just saying. No, and it's valid. I think the last time my the last time they tried to count, my dad was dying of cancer. And she's like, well, we came to get a count. And I'm like, and you did last week and the week before and the week before. She goes, well, we're just trying to get a count. And I go, there'll be one less in the next three days. Get out. <laughs> I do remember that. Dang. Yeah. I mean, good for you. There's no reason for them to intrude like that. But dang. Yeah. Well said. Well, they're irritating. Why would you come to the same house over and over and over and over? And it wasn't like they hired someone new. Same face, same retard. I would say it's because they were trying to do something malicious, but I honestly think is they're that much of a retard. Yeah, well, and the, the, their biggest problem was the first time they came, I, I, I went and I talked to them. But I wouldn't divulge a lot of information that they were asking. I was like, look, three people live here. That's all you need to know. You have two adult men, one adult woman. That's it. You don't need to know any more than that. And they already knew it. They already, be just based on who owned the property, they knew who lived here. Hmm. They don't need to start asking me things like, you know, are, am well, I... Uh, well, that brings up a topic of casual overreach. Right. What kind of questions were they asking? Well, they wanted to know if we were gun owners. That was None one that I refused business. to answer. Yep. They wanted to know. Um, they wanted to know our income level. They don't need to know that. <laughs> okay. Um, right. If you really want to find that out, I'm sure the IRS would help you out on you that. You have a social census. security number. It's easy to you find know, out. Yeah, it's not that hard. Um, you know, they wanted to know how many vehicles we own. They wanted to know. It, it was like it was stuff like it's none of your business. Hmm. So a few years back, I attempted to cut my thumb off in a table saw. Haven't we all? I remember that because my brother picked it up and wigged out. <laughs> Little chunk of meat laying there on the table saw. Anyway, so they got me patched up, and about a week later, I'm in having a consult with a surgeon because he was worried that um, the blade nicked the bone and I was going to you know, be a stubby for the rest of my life like I'm not already. I was going to say. Um, but in that... If the thumb fits. I, <laughs> She's see you wearing a glove that's sexually retarded because the thumb is shorter. And I got like a floppy tip on my thumb. It's bad. But in that, that consult, the, the nurse that was checking me in, right, uh, she had a form she was filling out. And she was running down, you know, the normal questions. Do you have any allergies to medicines? And do you have any you know, d- disease in your family history that you know of? Relevant stuff. Relevant stuff to a medical questionnaire, right? Right. And... And just out of the blue, like question 29, she says, and how many firearms would you say are in your home? And it kind of sat me on my heels. I was like, um, what, it, 
I guess I wasn't supposed to be paying attention. So, first of all, you can't even answer that because you don't know. I truly don't have a clue. Yeah, I don't either. And and in the home, in the office, in the car. Um, yeah, I actually, I they're there. I I know where to go look, but I don't know how many there are. But the point of it was, it sat me on my heels, and I'm like, how does this relate to the tip of my thumb being gone? And me being the smart ass that I am, I went, rubber dicks. <laughs> and she, she stopped writing, and she made eye contact, and she goes, I'm sorry. I said, how many rubber dicks are in your home? She says, well, I don't see how that's any of your business. And I said, that's exactly what my answer should be. <laughs> she goes, well, I have to ask. And I said, no. I don't have to answer. Yeah, no, you don't. But the reason that you're asking is fraudulent. She goes, but I have to ask. And I said, you should consider what you're doing and whether you really have to ask or not. In right. the state of Wyoming, you will not live through that questionnaire. Do you understand? But she wouldn't answer how many rubber dicks she had. I felt it was fair. It's totally fair. But these type of things we see is commonplace now. We ask these questions of people all the time that are none of our goddamn business. Well, and that's that's a that's a phrase that we keep hearing, um, especially since COVID, uh, that scares the hell out of me. And that phrase is the or the new normal. And and we see it all the time. It's stuff that they just very slowly, incrementally introduce into our society. And it's like we're used to it before we even realize it. Right. Because we're not willing to fight it when it starts. Look at, look at the, I mean, I'm sorry. Look at the transgender issue. Look at what they are doing to our kids in school. Or allowing society to let kids try and push the boundary on. Right. Um, well, and you got you have teachers and you have you have lawmakers that are are making law that prosecutes the parents for questioning this and saying no. It's absolutely absurd. The state wants to raise your kids. It's not absurd, it's obscene. Well, I agree and it's that. grooming. I don't care how you slice it. Uh, when you have teachers that can pull your kid aside and go, well, you know, you don't feel comfortable because you're not, you know, you're not in the right body. Well, let me, let me show you some things and let me introduce you to some books that'll help you. And it's straight up pornography. This is an elementary school. Yes. Yikes. In California, and I, I think we've talked about this before, has passed laws that if the parents get in the way of this, of teachers doing this, that the state can come in and take the kids. And they call it neglect and endangerment. Wow. That, that's horrific. That's where we are at. So we let these things be okay because we want to go along to get along, right? Um, I'm sure it infuriates the parents, but again, they don't want their kids taken from them. So they made the consequences just hurt enough right. so nobody pushes. Um, I learned recently of things like uh, these these furries uh, or furbies. I think there's two different things. I think they're two different things. I'm not completely sure, but schools are putting litter boxes, and I don't think that's from what I've learned from people around me is that's not a furry. The litter boxes is a different. That's some kind of beastie thing. Well, okay, so whatever they call it. 
They're putting litter boxes in the schools because the child identifies as an animal. Right? They don't want to use the bathroom. They want to use the litter box like a kitty cat. Well, when, there's a test for this. Yeah, oh, right? Can the kid lick his butt? Because <laughs> that animal can. If you can't, um, you're a boy. Go to the bathroom like everybody else. And when did we as adults uh, decide that it was okay to indulge in this crap? We're inviting mental illness by creating delusions being okay. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to bring this back full circle. Hunter Biden is delusional. And the fact that everything he's done so far is okay because of who his daddy is. Right. And as society, we're watching this happen. And if I think you took an honest poll of folks out there, nobody would actually say, yep, we're going to hang in his ass this time. He's going to be held accountable. Nobody believes that. Well, and that's, that's the entire problem with our, our whole society is that no one is held accountable. Uh, nobody's made to be responsible for their own actions. Uh, You know, one of the things that I noticed when when we were in Ireland and and being in Europe, like, they'll accept someone going, okay, this is my lifestyle. And and nobody cares. They really don't. But there's not this societal push, and the people that indulge in these things don't try and push it on anybody else. And they really don't flaunt it the way they do here. Um, and we were talking about this the other day about how, you know, why do why do women get a day? You know, and and my my own daughter goes, you know, the worst thing you can be right now is is a white male, hmm. because you don't get anything. Um, in fact, it, it, we're still looked at as oh, you're just putting the bill. That's all you're here for. Yikes. That's actually really depressing. It is. But it, she's not wrong. She's not. Um, it, we, we've allowed things to matter where they shouldn't and things be okay where they shouldn't. So back to the question. How do you put this back on track? Hmm. I, I, I've been saying for two years that I think we are past the point of voting ourselves out of this. I would agree with that. Um, but that leaves us one other option, and that's scary as hell. It's, it is scary as hell. And, and those of us who understand what that would look like, um, I think that's part of why we have allowed things to go as far as we have. But wouldn't it be justified and worth it? Oh, it absolutely would be justified. And not for me. I'm cannon fodder. I get it. But for me, I'm setting the record straight for the generations to come behind me. Exactly. That's what scares me. Um, I I feel like it's incumbent on us to try and right this ship for our kids and our grandkids. Because they're the ones going to be left with this mess if there's anything left. Uh, they better hurry because it's eroding fast. Oh, it's it's horrible. I mean, they are they are driving this bus off the cliff at a hundred miles an hour. Uh, hmm. You know, fiscally, morally, ethically, legally, I, th- there's not an institution in the United States today that operates the way it's supposed to constitutionally. That's an interesting statement. I'm going to research that and get back to you, but that's a spooky statement saying it out loud like that. Uh, I haven't found one. 
<laughs> give give me an agency that works within the parameters of the Constitution. Interesting. That's a great research question. If those of you listening out there, if you if you know one, chime in. I I I I'll throw a challenge out right now. If somebody can give me the name of a federal agency that operates within its constitutional parameters, I will give you a bottle of whiskey. I'll be damned. I'm not much of a research geek, but I'm going to become one. I know the whiskey you got. <laughs> Tenth Mountain. Ugh, good stuff. But I, it, it's scary because this is where we're at. Um, it is. Um, I'm going to watch this thing with Hunter and Brian really, really close because the I actually think we could start heading the right direction on a constitutional application of the Second Amendment. Based on a Hunter Biden. Oh, that'd be awesome. That would be amazing. That would, that would be so much that'd fun. That'd be hilarious. Well, and, and all right, let me switch gears on you here a little bit. Uh, I read a thing, uh, and this has been a month, month and a half ago. It was a blip. Uh, David Hogg has joined the Harvard shotgun team. What? Yeah. Mr. I was at Parkland, but I really wasn't at Parkland. Hey. I rode my bike by and saw it all, but I didn't see a thing. That was him. Hogg? Yeah. Wait, he's he's shooting a firearm now because apparently he's on this quest to understand the gold the gun culture. Well, I mean, it's a good start with a shotgun team. Um, interesting, they all know who he was before he joined, so I would wonder how initiation was on that. that deal. But, <laughs> I bet there was a little bit of hazing going on. <laughs> well, they're not allowed to do too much of that anymore. I mean, it's mean, but. Uh, yeah, so w- once he gets through shotgun, I hope he steps into the rank of three gun. Oh, that'd be awesome. And and uh, IDPA and understands really what we're talking about. I'd love to see him at a match sometime. Mm-hmm. I can't guarantee I will not give him a wedgie, but I'd love to see him there. But you know what? I, I, I'm, I'm going to say um, that I support this. And I really do hope that he goes into it with an open mind because I think he would come out of it a better person. More often than not, I think in this discussion, you're going to just see him fade into oblivion because he'll have nothing to say. Probably. Which, okay, great. But he's immersed himself in it willingly. I thought that's, a, that's commendable. I support this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, before we get out of here because we're kind of getting down to it, let, let me uh, – switch gears on you one more time one more time uh you sent me some legal documents the other day that i looked through and the nra is now trying to seal public records from two years ago reseal uh yeah reseal from their lawsuit with Ackerman mcqueen uh at a cost of 12.25 million dollars and this wasn't on the news where y'all I, I have a couple of buddies that actually are on the board of the NRA, and these were documents that were not held with a gag order or classified in any way, shape, or form, so they shared them with trusted membership. So this stuff is happening, and it's real. Mm-hmm. It's not a conspiracy theory. I mean, this is flat out in black and white. This is what they're trying to do, reseal records that have already been public in a lawsuit exploring malfeasance with membership money. Mm-hmm. I, 
what's the purpose of this? I, I don't under yeah, I don't get it because they're trying to put the toothpaste back in the tube. And it, what at this point, what's the point? Because those documents are already out there. They can reseal them all they want. They're already in public hands. I, I, I truly don't know what you're talking about because I have put toothpaste back in a tube, and um, it's not exactly easy. But I've done it. But you've already seen the toothpaste. It didn't cost me any more money for the toothpaste. <laughs> but that's what they're talking about. They're spending money on the toothpaste again. Right, right. It, 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 it baffles me the, why they're doing this. And, I, and, I don't, and, and the question I asked you, the first thing I asked you when I saw all this, where is this money coming from? Because the NRA is operating in the red right now. The only place they have to pull it from is general fund. But their general fund is in the red. Correct. So where's it coming from? Well, there are donors and there are people who are still supporting the NRA. Um, I'm not sure exactly why or what their motivation is, but there are folks still doing it. Well, I get that. but it uh, and, and I know some of the people that you're talking about, and I know the level of donation that they give to the NRA. It might cover a quarter of this. Again, I don't know where the money comes from. Um, I don't quite understand the full system myself. But when it's membership money, general fund, when it's membership money, I take issue with a blatant, stupid spending. Oh, agreed. Agreed. And look, NRA board, Wayne, I know you're not listening, but if you are, uh, I can tell you right now, you can completely right the ship and you can save the NRA by stepping down and going away. Because all of the lawsuit in New York is based on you and your board's actions. The top level of the board. I wouldn't say it's just the board overall. Um, Wayne is definitely leading the charge and he has some definite pokes in power protecting him doing it. Oh, yeah. Um, be, for me, as a, I'm a lifelong guy. I'm an NRA guy, and I can't support them because of what they're doing right now. I, I can't. No. I won't until that whole piece of cancer gets cut out and moved down the road. Oh, agreed. And and I've even asked the question of of our state. Uh, I, I asked DCI this not too long ago. I said, you know, and and they knew what I was talking about when I, I approached them. I said, you know, the NRA is going to go down. Uh, when this lawsuit's complete in New York, and the guy I was talking to, he goes, "Yeah, we're we, we're kind of aware of that." And I said, "So, state of Wyoming requires an NRA credential to certify for concealed carry." I said, "So, what happens when the governing body doesn't exist?" Well, the 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 certification. I understand why they did what they did back in the day when oh, they do, did it. Yeah, they had to have something that was a pretty much the gold standard across the country. Um, and the NRA has developed their training curriculums over the years, and they are the authority on very specific things. Um, the training curriculum is a really good curriculum. Now, it's been abused and misused and tried to make popular by watering it down in the recent decade. But from an agency standpoint, I understand why they grabbed onto it as a, a credential that was valid for certain other credentials. They need to open their eyes and see that there's better training. That stuff evolves. There's more complete training that is, while in essence probably based out of that curriculum from the NRA, but it's better. And from a credential standpoint, 
it would serve everybody better if they would open their eyes and just adopt something that was a little bit more contemporary. Well, or just, you know, adopt. And this was the conversation I had with them. I said, you know, you guys should look at some other training programs. You know, I mentioned things like USCCA that's nationally recognized. Uh, and But the question, I think, kind of caught him off guard because they hadn't thought about that. They all know the NRA is going to go away for however long. Because I, I, I agree with you. They're going to go and they're going to reincorporate in Texas and they're going to be fired right back up and it's going to be fine. But you're going to have probably six months to a year where the NRA is not no longer a governing body. And all of these people that are issuing NRA certificates, those, those credentials are only valid for two years you have to renew. So what happens in the meantime while well, you've got all these people that can't renew – their credentials and and legislation for governing bodies like that moves really really slow. Oh yeah, they needed to be starting to pay attention to this a decade ago. Well, at least at least four or five years ago when all of this started coming to light. Yeah, so I think change is coming. Um, if the NRA survives, uh, I don't think they will. Um, it'll be another Second Amendment no compromise group. Um, and there's a couple of them out there that I'm kind of a fan of. Um, they're grassroots. They're where the NRA started, um, and they're doing things right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I, I am getting behind some of those folks because they are fighting for us. I agree, and I'm and I'm with you 100%. And, and now on, after this whole debacle with the NRA, I've looked very, very closely at a lot of these groups that I've, you know, put my support behind. And they, one of the things that I always ask the question is, you know, do you, are you willing to compromise? And if they, you know, if they give me a, well, yes, but, well, that, that means you're going to compromise. And I think a lot of the reasons that we're in the position we're in as far as the Second Amendment is concerned is because we've compromised too much already. We've done that for 30 years. Too much already. Yeah. Enough's enough. We need to start taking stuff back. I agreed. Absolutely agreed. And, and that's... and and. To tie this all back in, that's why I really want to see this defense that Hunter Biden's going to put up uh, using the Second Amendment to to back his claim. I'm kind of excited to watch it. I am, too. I can't wait. So um, until next week, I guess we're going to watch Hunter blame his gun. So until then, you guys just keep blaming yours. <laughs>